Strictly Sports. I'm Jacob Brown. we got breaking news hitting Strictly Baseball here tonight. Matt Barnes traded from the Boston Red Sox to the Miami Marlins in exchange for left-handed pitcher Richard Blyer. Blyer, a career pitcher in the ALEs, former Yankee, former Oriole against Barnes, who absolutely choked last year. So, Rory, we throw it over to you. What's your first reaction to this trade? Best move the Red Sox have made all year, uh, you know, of the off season. It's it's a huge move, and uh, I'm sure you know Red Sox fans rejoicing that Matt Barnes is gone. Uh, actually, not a bad. All right, now I'll actually get realistic. Now I'll actually get realistic. Uh, Matt Barnes, not a bad end of the season though. Um, I saw I saw some stuff like within his like last fifteen or so appearances had like a decent ERA. Uh, and you know, did pretty pretty well. Um, other than that, you know, he's been Hector Neris level on the Phillies. Uh, you know, just some chokes there, and uh, for sure. But I've loved I've loved uh, Blyer for the for the Marlins. Got a shifty, you know, nice little lefty. He's a lefty, right? Yeah, a little lefty that I've always uh, you know hated when he came in. Uh, and you know, so that's a really good move for the Red Sox. I'm shocked that the Marlins you know parted ways with him just for Matt Barnes, but. Uh, Maybe something with contracts coming up. I don't know. Um, but either way, yeah. you know, pretty dismal move. I mean, who cares? But uh, it's not going to change the franchise. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I think for the Red Sox, they, they actually ended up putting together a really nifty bullpen. Like, if you look at it, they've got some good arms and then even some in AAA at this point that you can look at and say, well, if someone gets injured, we have options. Like, right now – Technically, if everyone makes it out of, of spring training healthy, Brian uh, Bello or Bello, uh, the, the the starting pitcher prospect, I uh, he might start in the minor leagues, even though he had major league time. So if someone gets injured in the rotation, he would be the call up. Then you also have Carter Crawford, who might be that first filling guy. So suddenly the Red Sox have seven starting pitching options, but you also have Paxton and Sale who could get injured at any time, maybe even after their first outing. I mean, James Paxton, there were multiple times with the Yankees where he would come back after long-term injuries and an outing or two in, he's done. And so that, that's a really big red. The Red Sox knew it when, when they signed him. So, um, But the Red Sox, they ended up putting together a decent offseason to me. Like the bullpen is decent. The rotation is decent. Um, the lineup is decent. I, I don't know why I said pretty good offseason. I mean, to from from what they were a few weeks ago, where we said they're an absolute failure. Uh, I think now it's like okay, well they're at least manageable. Like I don't think they're the one of the worst teams in the American League. I think maybe they're twelfth out of fifteen or eleven. I guess that is one of the worst. But it's like it's not. They're not terrible. Like it's like that lineup's still decent. You know what I'm saying? Like. The lineup's decent. The lineup's decent. That rotation is gross. It is gross. There too yeah. is is Nick Pavetta, isn't it? It's it's uh, it's Kluber in the two with yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with Sale, Tanner, Houck, Pavetta, Paxton. With how, with how choked as it? How choked as a starter? They can't. Are they putting him back in there? I think so. Ugh. And then they're also thinking about Whitlock in there. Whitlock was good. No, Whitlock was good. Uh, I guess in that regards, Brayon Bello, you know, has potential. Whitlock, you know, has potential. Um, Houck would need to get it together. He would need, a, you know, a massive change. 
Cutter Crawford's the spare tire. Who? Cutter Crawford. Yeah, no. Decent guy, though. Decent player. Yeah. I think he's a good middle relief option. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and Nick Pavetta, I mean, Nick Pavetta, though, cannot be anywhere in your rotation to be. <laughs> just can't. No fear factor. Yeah, it's uh, and you know what the funny thing is, if I saw him, you know, I'd have been like Nick Pavetta, huge Phillies fan here, bud. Uh, I would have been like, I'm just trying to get his autograph. Um, but no, I don't think, I don't think he should be anywhere near. It's uh, they have a decent roster, you know. I like the way that they're, uh, I like the way that their lineup played out. Um, and I think that could definitely, you know, turn some heads. They're gonna win some games for sure. Um. But no, let's not uh, let's not go overboard there. Yeah, yeah. Some other breaking news on the pod. Uh, we broke it on Twitter. It didn't get popular. Um, but Margot Robbie, we said she was dating Nick Maton. It, it didn't get popular. I mean, it was it pissed me off. The wolf, of, the wolf of Broad Street. <laughs> That's funny. The one thousand two hundred forty-six views, though. Yeah. It did not blow up like it should have, because I mean, we easily had one of the best ones, you know, known to man. There, um, that's just—I don't think people knew that Nick Maton's nickname was Wolfie. Yeah, um, kid. I, I didn't even know that. I think it's just because he slays. Uh, you know, I, no one knows why. He's just like, yeah, no, they've been, <laughs> they've been calling me it for forever. Um, so you know, the Wolf of Broad Street definitely funny. Obviously, that whole trend was hilarious, but. Um, Darren Ruff was the funniest. Yeah, Darren Ruff. <laughs> Darren Ruff for the Mets one was so funny just because he's such a goober. Kid is, I don't, I don't know how he's in the MLB still, but. Uh, yeah, especially now that the Mets, they, they have Tommy Pham now, yeah. who is their lefty DH. You know, not lefty batter, but against lefty pitching, so unreal. But uh, Phillies made a major signing. Josh Harrison. Is yeah. uh, coming in. I was thinking about it. To me, uh, you know, I'm looking at their roster more so when Harper gets back. I think with Harper not being there, he'll probably make it out of camp. But uh, Yairo Munoz probably eventually falls to the wayside uh, at this point. And but do you think Harrison is a platoon with Stott at second base because Stott maybe struggles against lefties? They did that in the playoffs. At the time with Sosa, I mean, even Sosa at this point uh, becomes sort of irrelevant, uh, except for backup shortstop. I think Harrison is going to play some outfield time. The, ooh, the, yeah, that's right, because Veerling's gone, right? Yeah, that's why they signed him. The interesting bench is going to be uh, bench is going to be Sosa, obviously. Then there will be Harrison. Um, you're assuming Derek Hall is in the lineup already, so you have to have Garrett Stubbs as catcher. And then the fourth guy is probably going to be Dalton Guthrie or Yairo Munoz. Um, Guthrie can play outfield. Uh, I think Munoz did play outfield, but he's not generally an outfielder. He's a second baseman. Uh, so I think, you know, Josh Harrison can play a multitude of positions. Dude was great in uh, spring training, and I was shocked to see him leave maybe two years ago. Uh I was shocked that we did not keep him, but he was unbelievable. Just a gritty guy, veteran presence, obviously. Um, yeah, I definitely he's going to fit in well. But yeah, no, that news broke during the uh, NFC Championship, and almost uh, I love the things like, oh my god, I don't even care about the football game anymore. <laughs> it's like, <bring> me back. 
it was hilarious. But yeah, no, that was a good signing, I think. That pretty much shores it up for us, I think, um, for any more moves. Yeah, Philly, yeah. I mean, you look at that roster, it's done. I mean, it's it's planned out for when Harper gets back, you have an obvious, okay, it's either Munoz or Guthrie that's gone, and that's, the defense looks set with extra options. I mean, they just DFA Coonrod. Yeah, no, there's not many battles going on. It's like yeah. a fourth bench spot is a battle, and then, you know, the biggest battle will be can Andrew Painter, you know, have a great spring training? And then if he does, he's the fifth man in that rotation, so – uh, the spring battle will be that. The rest of the bullpen is pretty much shored up unless someone gets injured. Um, right. Can't break camp. So, Which with WBC this year, there were a lot of injuries last time. So, yeah, teams are going to have to look out for that. But uh, other than that, Zach Granke's back. Uh, another year with the Royals. Um, you, honestly, I think it's great. Uh, you look at his career. He's a Hall of Famer. There is good. And he says he's had a better career than Mike Mussina. Now, you could also say Mike Mussina pitched in the AL East in the steroid era, uh, and that's absolutely very true, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame with a with a generally higher ERA um, for a Hall of Famer. But Zach Greinke's in there. Uh, you know, he's one of the big four. You know, you've seen after this year, they're like, when's the next starting pitcher going to get in? I mean, it looks like a long time from now that it's going to happen, and it looks like – Maybe we even have to wait for uh, Granky, Verlander, Scherzer, Kershaw to all basically go Wainwright to kind of go in at the same time. And, uh, uh, you know, you'll have CC maybe go in soon. But Granky, I think, even though he's on the Royals and he's a vet presence on a bad team that's developing, it's he's still pitching and it's cool. Mad Bum's going to be a part of that list too, right? I mean, I think he'd follow that. Uh, yeah, I mean, three-time champ. You, you, I mean, career ERA is going to be the problem because if he keeps – if these bad years keep piling up, that's going to look bad overall. You're right. He has to call it quits. He has to call it quits for sure. Yeah, like, let me, let me look. I mean, right now, uh, career ERA for Madison Bumgarner, and I'm loading it up. Yeah, no, he's uh, 33 years old. I thought he was a little bit older, but uh, career ERA. Where is this over here? Uh, okay, 3.42. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got to call it quits. Yeah, I can't go up. I can't go up. Well, I mean, uh, I will say that CC Sabathia, granted, he has 3,000 strikeouts, which is second most by a lefty. And he's got 250 wins, um, or 300 maybe. Uh, let me see about that too. But uh, he has a 3.74 career, and, and Mike Mussina was a 3.69, and Granky's a 3.41. So right now, I feel like Mamba might be. Definitely, no, definitely. Um, fun fact to throw back to Granky. You know, if you ever saw that, you know that video where he pimped a home run. Um, I was actually at that game. So I saw Zach Ranke, saw Zach Ranke take David Boom Boom Buchanan deep into the night. Uh, it's not in the end of the night. It was in the day at Citizens Bank Park, and he bat flipped on him. But it was uh, do you remember David Buchanan? He's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I, I remember. I know the name. I, I don't remember the player. Me and my dad called him Boom Boom because he literally just would only let up home runs. <laughs> uh, he stunk. I remember we got up to like a six nothing lead early on. I was think it was like on Kershaw. 
and uh, and then David Buchanan blew the rest of it. It was terrible. Oh no, it was on Granky, obviously. Um, and he just blew the rest. Of it. it was so bad. It was terrible. Um, oh, yeah. Continuing on. All right, yeah, no, continuing on. Uh, I think we're about to get to our top 10 second base. Only other moves were two Chads. Uh, Chad Pender to the Reds after a career in Oakland. So it's like, if you're going to leave Oakland, like, our, let's go somewhere where we can compete. I mean, unfortunately, maybe he couldn't find that opportunity. I, I think he's a good player that's versatile. He can play almost every position. Uh, the bat, not necessarily there, but I feel like, some competitive team could have used a guy that could play every position on the field. Um, and then Chad Green, uh, former Yankee. He is, when healthy, you look at his uh, his run, his peak, if you will, 2016 to 2021, he was number eight on, on the relief list on fan graphs uh, for top ten relievers. So he's going to the Blue Jays, two years, 8.4. He had Tommy John last year. He's going to be ready maybe – August uh, to, to help for the playoff run. Blue Jays, very low-key, good, uh, good bullpen right now. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, Chad Green gone from the Yankees. But uh, you, you just sent me a tweet uh, <laughs> that says from uh, Jack Fritz, I know the Phil's bullpen is pretty set, but I bring in Matt Barnes, who was just DFA by the Red Sox, got off to a disaster start to last year, Obviously, is that who? What? That doesn't matter now. This guy's wrong. But he had he had a. Um, he was DFA. What are you saying is wrong? The Philly should get him. He's already traded to the Marlins. Yeah, this, no, this was a few weeks. This was like after uh, before he was traded. Okay. He got traded, and then the Marlins were like, "Oh no, he got DFA'd," and then the Marlins traded for him. Right. Uh, a 1.59 ERA in his last 24 starts. That's what I was picking at at the beginning of the uh, podcast. Yeah, no. Oh, that's what you were. Okay. That's right. No, no. That, MLB Network just put Corbin Burns as the number one starting pitcher in the MLB. Are you serious? Verlander's two. Oh. On here. Alcantara's five. Alcantara. Five. Carlos Rodon's three? What the heck's going on? What? <laughs> Scherzer's four. Wheeler's eight. The Grom's nine. What the heck is happening? Okay, uh, I will tell you this, guys. Ours is better. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even done it yet. I mean, I have a personal one that's a lot better, but I mean, that, that, that wow. I mean, MLB Network sometimes, uh, these shredder lists are getting very odd. Uh, I feel like mine, even though it's if, if a professional looked at our list, obviously they would probably have some flaws with it and in, in how I value the players. But we come out with sensible lists. The orders that come out are not that bad. You know, you know, first base, maybe Matt Olson at seven behind a Christian Walker. Okay, you know, I mean, probably not. But you know what? It, it, it looks a lot better than uh, some of these lists by MLB Network. But let's get to our... Top 10 second base today. Again, I start out all these lists by saying um, go to the top 10 catcher list on this podcast channel where I explain how these points are counted and how we make these lists. Because uh, if I did, we'd have to spend 10 minutes on it each time. Uh, but 
We're calling it the Rankum List, and at number 10, with four points from the St. Louis Cardinals, with a yuck factor from Roy Tenemer, it's Brendan Donovan, and this is after a rookie season, posting up some pretty decent numbers. 281 average, five home runs, 45 RBIs, a 394 on base, which I love, 129 weighted run created plus, and a Woba of 349. The defense didn't get any points for that. He was, uh, I believe, average or negative at second base in his rookie season. So he gets in, really good average, really good OBP, very low power, very low run production, but it was also 126 games. So you add some games, maybe he gets to 60 RBIs uh, and there maybe two more home runs. Um, and the comp to him is Luisa Rise. And when you compare the two, Luisa Rise, who's also on this list, um, I should and I, I should specify this by the way. Uh, Luisa Rise, Miami Marlins, we have him counted as a second baseman. Jazz Chisholm is not a second baseman anymore. Uh, uh, we have him counted as a center fielder now because that is what he is now. MLB The Show 23 cover, Jazz Chisholm, center fielder uh, now for the Miami Marlins. So Luisa Rise now on this list. But anyway. The comp is Luisa Rise to Brendan Donovan. Brendan Donovan, 129 weighted drum created plus and a weighted drum created plus of 131 for a rise in a year where he won the batting title. So, Rory, why the yuck factor for Brendan Donovan? Uh, dude, I mean, why not? <laughs> why not the yuck factor there? Um, I don't. I, he would not be on my list. I think I would really have to dive into the stats there. Uh and I'd say a guy that I wouldn't even have worried about at all at any point during the playoffs. Um, we faced him clear on. I, I didn't even know he was this good. So uh, why not? Where where do we have Kettle Marte? Where, I, I know I don't see him on our list. Where is he ranked okay. as a center fielder? And first of all, I'd like to apologize to everyone on here. I once again, for the first 17 minutes, had my mic all the way turned up. So I turned it all the way back down. So uh, sorry to everyone. But uh, Cattell Marte, if you go through this year, he stinks. Like, he he was the only player that I've done so far that got zero points. None on defense, none on offense, zero. So, and even with the benefit of the doubt point uh, for last, not the benefit of the doubt, but if you had a, a year last year that was better than the mean value of this year, he didn't even get that. Uh, so he he got zero, and MLB just, Network put him on their top ten. Yeah, I mean I like him, but he has he has stunk. You know he has definitely stunk. You know in the past, um, it, it's just interesting. I don't like. I think I would have put him over Brendan Donovan regardless. Um, just because you know I, I think he's just you know not he. I Kendall Marte is a injured a lot. And also suffering for being on a terrible team, but better uh, lineup now, yeah. He, he, but he suffers. He, I mean, he has the most swag, you know, right up there with Tim Anderson. Um, I think he should definitely be better, and he's a guy that plays a lot of positions. Um, I think you really slot him anywhere in the, in the infield, uh, besides maybe first, but and obviously all outfield positions. So you're talking six positions right there. Uh, that's it's. I think I would put him in there over Donovan on my list. You know, I didn't 
I didn't even really consider Donovan. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, I definitely have to look at those stats. But yeah, Donovan, sure, throw him at ten if you're gonna break anything there. All right, so that's uh, he's number ten on our list. And again, we will get to the rest of the just missed after we reveal the full top ten uh, at I number nine. Say, say, uh, the mean value for second base is eight point two. So, uh, yes. Donovan, coming in with a four at number ten should show you where you know the rest of the list is. Um, want me to say number nine? Uh, I, I should have known that by default, actually. Yeah, has to. Okay, so number nine, uh, new Los Angeles Angel, uh, Brandon Drury. So hopping around three teams, you know, within the last hundred eighty days. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati Red traded to the San Diego Padres, and now uh, on the Angels, where he's hoped to found a uh, home for a couple couple seasons there, probably. So. Uh, definitely a good player, you know, someone that I think has probably slept on a little bit, uh, you know, just going around around his seasons. 263 in 2022, 263 average, but 28 bombs. Uh, you know, a lot of that coming yeah. with, with the Reds. So that's a, that's a lot of production that they traded away. Um, I'd be interested to see who they got. Um, not, not terrible defensively, you know, minus one DRS. Um, obviously, it's not that good, but... Um, not terrible if you you know, look at you know what everyone else is doing doing around there. Ozzy Albies with the same DRS, um, three twenty OBP, and uh, you know coming out to an eight thirteen OPS. So a guy that's definitely slept on, um, but I, I think I would definitely have him my my list too. And I don't would I have him at nine? I'd probably have him at nine. Yeah, maybe higher, maybe eight. Okay, all right, and he's also a guy who last year. He didn't play a lot of actual second base, so mm-hmm. that that negative one DRS that I put there was just, and I put it in parentheses because it wasn't his primary position. He played third, he played first, he DH'd a lot, uh, especially for San Diego. So um, even the Angels, they're probably going to use him at first and DH him and put him at. But like I think primarily for him in LA, he's going to be a second baseman, and after that season. I wanted to get him on some list, and uh, he qualified for second base. So, uh, um, jury's on this list. Uh, do you want to go uh, give us number eight, too? Well, this is where I definitely would have him over it, uh, offensively speaking, for sure. Ha-Seong Kim yeah. uh, obviously was a shortstop for them last year, you know, filling in for um, Tatis. He moves over to second now. Uh, so, Ha-Seong offensively, uh, dude's a vacuum. And I'm sure he's going to be the same way at second base. Uh, is that where he got all his points? I don't really see his, uh, you know, offensive ability. Obviously, he's going to be hitting leadoff until Tatis comes there. But um, yeah, no, he—that's where he got all of it. It was the uh, the steals and the defense. Yeah. What's his average? Uh, it's low. It's in the two fifties. Maybe two forty. I know he didn't make either of our top ten list. No, he didn't make mine. Um, I, you know, listen, the defense is not, he hit two fifty one, three twenty five OBP, one hundred five weighted run created plus. So it says he's an above average hitter with the one hundred five weighted run created plus. The three thirteen WOBA is below league average by seven. So he he's basically average with plus defense and twelve steals. Yeah, and. You know, the Padres, it's nice for them. He's a good player for them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and he's, he's 
if I'm not having Tatis, and you know, obviously, I don't even think Tatis would play second. But um, so is he can stay lineup full time. Yeah, uh, Tatis is supposed to play right field. Yeah, right field, so it doesn't even matter. He's just not going to be at the top of the order. Um, ugh. Hey, what happened there? So they lost. Yeah, well, they lost Bell at first base, and they lost uh, someone else. And now Cronenworth has to play first. Yep. Ew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not not defense, not pro, not prioritized in San Diego other than uh, center field. And dude, I'll go down that list of you know lineups that they had that ESPN rank. I'm I really am sleeping on the Padres location. Uh, obviously, great. They have a great four, probably five. Um, you know when Tatis comes back, but they have holes everywhere else. Um, so what? Right now it's him, then Bogarts. Then Machado, then oh, then Soto, Machado, Cronenworth. That's yeah. Four. Throw Tatis. That's five. And then they got like Carpenter and ugh, Carpenter. Nelson Cruz, platoon. Yeah. Platoon. Then they got uh, their center fielder Grisham. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to line up when everyone's healthy as Tatis lead off because of the that's what he was. So I think it's going to be Tatis. Soto, Bogarts, Machado, uh, and then Cronenworth five probably. It's a great, uh, it's a great five. Uh, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. Though I'm not worried about. Exactly, I'm with you. I'm totally with you about the Padres. Um, and then Kim is all right. So we'll just tie it back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, at number seven with the it factor. From the Atlanta Braves, it's Ozzy Albies, and and this player is someone that that I'm mending my thing about about the injuries. So if this if you were a player that just didn't play a lot of games at all and you didn't qualify for anything, but the year before you were definitely on this list, that is Ozzy Albies. He won a World Series the year before. He hit 30 bombs. He had 106 ribbies. I will say this: he's absolutely overrated. Um, the OBP is not great. The average is not great. Um, the defense is not superb. He's he's basically like a slightly above average player that I give the it factor to because he hits clutch home runs and he won a championship. And so um, I, I just think like when you think of Ozzy Albies, you're like, oh, he's really good. He's got to be top five. And then you see the way his run creative plus is low and you're like, what? And you see the OVP is low, and you're like, oh. And so that's why I was like, okay, yeah, it factor is kind of justified when you think about it that way, too, that people have a perception of him that he's really good. It's because he's got a lot of swag, he's won a championship, and he hits big home runs. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's getting hurt from – had a great 2019 and a great 2021. 2020, obviously, uh, you know, shortened season, and then he only played 29 games, so he was injured on top of that. And then 2022, injured again wasn't able to show it. But when he is, you know, playing 150 plus games uh, in 2019 and 2021, definitely deserves to be on there. Uh, and definitely, you know, I'd probably have a top five. Um, and he is getting that sample size. The whole thing is obviously he's not showing he could stay healthy. Um, I would agree massively overrated. You know, I wasn't that scared of him once I saw him around in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I, I'd agree, you know, massively, massively overrated, but he is definitely deserving. And, and when he is out there for, like I said, 150 games, I definitely have him top five. Yeah, no, I, 
It's interesting. Yeah. Seven is an interesting spot and I'm sure, uh, you know, that that'll be a problem to some people. So number six from the Chicago Cubs with seven points is Nico Horner. This is a guy that has to switch positions. He was the shortstop last season for the Chicago Cubs and coming into this. uh, So last year as a shortstop, and this is really optimistic for second base as a shortstop, he had an 11 DRS and a 13 OAA. That is fantastic. And that was one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. And actually Dansby Swanson is better according to OAA. So you think, Oh, well, how could the Cubs move off of, of uh, Warner at shortstop? Well, Swanson's actually better according to OAA from 22. Um, with the bat, Horner's not incredible. 281 average, 327 OBP, 106 weighted drunk created plus. So a little bit above the league average. The, the Woba says he's exactly league average. 10 home runs, uh, not a lot of RBIs. And uh, he also had 20 steals. So he gets points from that. To me, all-around player, but a little bit too high. <clears throat> No, for sure. And I think the the big thing here is, you know, promising. Uh, I definitely think, you know, he's going to have, a, you know, a good career coming up for the Cubs, uh, hopefully while he's on his rookie contract there. So um, definitely think, you know, a promising guy uh, for that organization and someone, you know, obviously throw him over at second base. He's not going to complain as long as he's in that lineup. So um, I, I like Nico Horner and I'd have him, you know, high. I'd probably have him at seven. Ozzie Albies at six. Um other than that, and maybe, no, nah, yeah, no, I'd still have him there. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it is, you know, small sample size, 2021, only 44 games, and then obviously 135 games this year. Uh, the power's not really there. Showed it a little bit, 10 bombs, um, but a guy that I think, you know, good defensively, and he's going to get you the job done offensively with a 280 average. Uh, should definitely be a good little player there for uh, the Cubs, who obviously is not you know, nationwide known yet, but I think he should be soon. Yeah, no, totally agree. And uh, he's just got to bounce back, do it again. He's one of those players, yeah. like, totally do it again. Yeah, do it again. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right, give us number five. Yeah, so coming in at number five for us, uh, you know, newly acquired Miami Marlin. Uh, guy plays all over the place. I'm pretty sure MLB now had him on first base, right? Yeah, MLB Network had first base, which uh, they didn't know he was going to be traded. Yep. So uh, coming in at five, Luis Arias uh, for the Miami Marlins with an 8.5. So he's the first guy over the mean value of 8.2 for all of second base. So that shows the mean value was right at the top five. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, what can you say? The, the hit leader this year. Um, for the AL uh, and uh, three sixteen average, no, no, no power. Eight home runs only. Not a lot of RBIs. Forty nine in one hundred forty four games. Ugh. Yeah, a decent team, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no, that's terrible. Um, above, you know, I would say probably decent defender there. Three DRS. Um. 795 OPS, you know, he's, he's all around and, you know, I definitely would have him at five, uh, you know, right in there. I wouldn't put him, break him in the top five. And when, you know, Ozzy always having his full year, I'd probably maybe even have a rise at six, but, uh, you know, he's a good player there for the Miami Marlins. Great pickup too. Um, so, you know, Miami 
they had they had a decent offseason. You know, if you're talking about they bring in three or they have three second basemen and uh, <laughs> they're going to throw one in center field, one at third base, uh, you know, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But, you know, the two people they brought in, Segura and Arias, I mean, definitely just average player, you know, average hitters that are going to, you know, when I say average hitters, I mean hit for average. Uh, right. Some veteran presence there for a team that probably is going to beat the Phillies a good amount of time. So, uh, you know, you got to love to see that if you're a Sandy Alcantara that just needs a, just needs some defense behind him and needs some 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 runs when he's on the mound. So, uh, very good pickup there for the Marlins. Yeah, no, good for them. Good for them. Uh, all right, number four with nine and a half points uh, last year meaning 2021, hit the most home runs of a second baseman ever in a single season from the Texas Rangers. Marcus Semien went way down, though, uh, this season. He went from 45 home runs, 102 RBIs in 2021, to 26 home runs, 83 RBIs. That's going from the Blue Jays to his first year with the Texas Rangers. Average dipped from 265 to 248. OBP dipped from 334 to 304. Everything dipped. The, the the big drops, though, were the advanced stats. Woba, 368 to 317. Weighted run created plus, 131 to 107. Um, but this year, he actually had 10 more steals. The defense got slightly better in DRS and OAA at second base. And, and even still, he played 162 games and 161 in back-to-back years. And you go from a lineup, let's just face it, the Toronto Blue Jays, to the Texas Rangers, that's a big difference. And maybe this year they get a little better, but the lineup's the same. They didn't make any additions in the actual lineup. Yeah. They made pitching additions, but the lineup is exactly the same, aside from Josh Young, the third-base prospect. If if he's even good, maybe then your lineup's five, six deep. But um, for now, Texas lineup isn't that great. And maybe the offense is just going to be as what it is, but he steals bags. It's homers and has good defense. Yeah, no. Um, quick sidebar: I saw a minus grade for the Rangers offseason. What do you think? A minus. They had him up there with the Phillies and the Mets, who I think definitely are had way better offseasons. Yeah, I, I think they're they should be in the B's. Definitely, but like, yeah, because their rotation in the bullpen's a lot better. Because they also we announced those minor moves. They just picked up Danny Duffy, which. And Ian Kennedy, which look like they look like small moves, though. But like they picked up Matt Moore last year, and he had a decent season. And if you bring in a Danny Duffy, who he was in the Dodgers organization, Heaney was in the Dodgers organization. I feel like if you're getting guys that the Dodgers looked at last year as good, maybe you can work on them, and maybe you get some use out of them. Like there's some value in what they're doing over there, but. Offensively, they did nothing. Only thing there is, I think uh, he was injured for the Dodgers, Duffy. He was. He got injured, so how much did he actually learn? I've, anyone who comes out of the Dodgers, uh, you know, place gets paid. But um, he was a good little player for the Royals. Yeah. Is he? Does he have a spot in that rotation for the Rangers? No. No, he doesn't. Right? No. He's got to. He's got to kind of work there. So what? It's a- even uh, even Odorizzi. Odorizzi doesn't have a spot in the rotation. What is it? It's the Grom. Perez, Ivaldi, uh, Spencer Howard. Gray, Gray, and Heaney. Oh, Heaney's in there. I believe so. That's what the mocks are saying right now. 
And they have Perez back too. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, they actually might have had a good offseason. They got three pitchers. Oh, and the re-signed Perez. Um, dang. And they got three pitchers with Yavaldi and Odorizzi. They got four pitchers in their rotation this offseason. They got no well, Odorizzi's in the probably gonna be the long man yeah. insurance backup. Okay. But like I was I was on the show the other day doing rosters and Dane Dunning, who say what you want about him, but he might go to the what do you say? Eater. Innings eater. Totally. Yeah. My favorite waiver no, guy. He, no, yeah, but he he's not A, he's not in the rotation. B, he's not even uh gonna be over Odorizzi, I don't think, as an option. Dude. So he's your seventh guy as a, as a starter. And Howard's eighth? Yeah. Uh, and that well, not even, I don't think, because they have uh Glenn Otto, the prospect. God, they are all over the place. Trade some of these guys, get some offensive pieces. Uh man. I agree. Yeah, no, they're all over the place. I did not know Dane Dunning wasn't even gonna make the roster. Oh, oh Rizzy stinks. Nah. Yeah, I mean he might be a guy that's just cut, yeah. but they they paid money to him, so I don't know why you would do that and then not put him on the rock. We'll, we'll see. True. We'll see. But uh, moving on on the but again, Semyon, good player. Uh, but now we move into really like truly, these are consistent. You know, like I actually I shouldn't even say consistently good because of number two. But okay, number three from the New York Mets with ten and a half points. Rory, it's your favorite, Jeffy McNeil. <laughs> Jeffy, oh no. Uh, oh, wait. Hey. Wait, wait one second. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Hey, guys. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to just make sure about this, but uh, my Siri somehow reacted when I said Marcus Semien. <laughs> okay, it didn't do it again, and it drowned out Rory's sound, so I'm probably going to edit all that out, Rory, because uh, I couldn't hear what you said. So, uh, okay. Train of thought. Yeah. Jeff McNeil, number three, your favorite, 10 and a half points from the New York Mets. Go ahead. Ugh. Can I just say that? Ugh. Um, you know, he's got to be top three. He's got to be up there. Um, somehow snuck his way into the Team USA team without me knowing. Um, really don't like it. I really don't like him. But he is a God. I hate I hate looking at him when he's got his hands choked up three inches up on the bat, making it a making it a twenty nine incher instead. Uh, just I love absolute it. dang rat. Uh, won the NL batting title this year, and uh, yeah, ten and a half. I'm glad he's not two because that's I know where you have him. Um, I'll put him at three, you know, and I'll <laughs> and I'll be upset about it, but I'll put him at three. Um, and you know he's a good little player for the Mets, I guess. But uh, obviously, a guy that hits for good little player, guy that hits for average. You know, three DRS, so he's also got some defense there. Uh, not a lot of home runs, obviously, because he's you know made that a twenty nine ounce bat and uh, sixty two RBIs. So I mean, I think he might be benefiting from a good team there because if you you put him on like a, another team with no one in runs position, scoring position, he only gets singles. So I think he's getting RBI singles. Uh, but 382 OBP, obviously great. 836 OPS is what it is. Um, him and it's a tough because, you know, we've only done first base and second base for like Mets players. And, you know, him and Alonzo are right at the top of my list of people I hate. So, 
Uh, you know, I'm getting a bad rep just from the the Mets people here. Um, I don't hate them all. I don't hate them all. So, uh, fine, I'll put him in the top three, and that's where he is right here, coming in at number three for us uh, with a 10.5. So, some pretty good numbers there, 10.5 points for us. And uh, very far off from two, surprisingly, but only one above uh, Marcus Simeon there, 9.5 to 10.5. Yeah, very, very surprising. He's far off from two, but good little player. My God. I mean, third highest OPS on the list. I mean, what does it say? 382. What does it say that he's a true second baseman, yet he's not going to play second base for Team USA? Yes, he is. He's not. They're not going to have Tim Anderson or Story in the lineup? First of all, Story's out for six months or whatever. Story, it is. They're not going to have Tim Three. Anderson in the lineup. But, uh, no, dude. They're put no. ew, dude. I might not watch the Team USA stinks. Team USA. You don't you don't sit you don't sit Jeff McNeil A with the lack of lefties in the lineup. B dude, uh with a one forty three weighted drunk created plus when Tim Anderson's never even come close to that. Star before. power. Just I mean it's just all about star power. I he's gonna Jeff McNeil he just won a batting title with three twenty six. He chokes up three inches on the bat. He does he Exactly. Mark DeRosa loves that He's shit. Don't don't tell me Mark DeRosa. Mark, hey, you know what? Against lefties, Tim Anderson might be in there. Mark DeRosa's got Logan Webb leading the charge here for pitching, so I don't want to hear about Okay, we don't know that. We don't know that don't yet. Know that. I no feel like zero. No one else is coming in. Hey, no, no, no. DeRosa's going to drop something. I know hopefully, it. I, I feel Hopefully it. MLB Network saying that Corbin Burns is number one. It's just a little hint that, you know, he's going to be a part of the Team USA line. Someone, someone come in. I'd like to check back. Is any is anyone in the top ten on the Team USA roster? For top ten pitchers, obviously, uh, Alcantara's with the Dominican Republic. Um, Freeds. All right, so they went. They went. Burns, Verlander. Uh, is Rodon American? He's from USA. I Idiot. I don't I don't know. Scherzer, Otani's. You know, Alcantara, Freed, Wheeler, DeGrom, and then Urias is, I don't know where he is. Um, yeah, like, can even Freed be on Team USA or something? I don't know. I got no idea. I don't, I don't think he's number seven starting pitcher in the MLB. Dude got rocked by the Phils in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I don't, top, know I don't agree do with their it. top five at all. To have, to have the reigning Cy Young behind... Scherzer, Rodon, Verlander, and Corbin Burns is gross. Oh, I don't like it at all. I, I agree with you. I totally agree. We'll get to start starting pitchers. Unfortunately, is our last thing. That's gonna be. Uh, yeah, that's the hardest one. That's why I'm best for last, dude. That that so hard. It's ridiculous. You could argue like twenty people for the top yep, ten. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, but uh, okay. I think it's obvious. Number one is Jose Altuve. World Series, multiple-time World Series champion, gets the it factor. Uh, oh, my gosh, I skipped uh, number two. You can <laughs> do it together. Yeah, okay, all right. So, and this is why, though, uh, Freudian slip, because uh, they both have 13 and a half points. Uh, just Altuve has the it factor, which puts him at number one. But Andre Jimenez from the Cleveland Guardians at number two, Jose Altuve, multiple-time World Series champ at number one. And Andre Jimenez, what a season. If he sustains this, this is uh, this is Hall of Fame type stuff. You know, I mean, this is like, uh, obviously, this is the first time he's ever done it, but he's a very young player. 
that was acquired in the Lindor trade. And this is the first year where he had an extended period of time. If this is who he is, he's a fantastic player. 297, 17 bombs, 69 ribs on a team with very little offensive production. Uh, 371 OBP, weighted run created plus of 140, OPS almost at 900 with an 837. He stole 20 bags. He won a gold glove at second base with a 16 DRS and a 12 OAA. That is the best defensive second baseman in baseball. And hitting 300 while doing it with some decent pop and good OBP. I mean, this is a fantastic player. And 20 bags. And 20 bags. Yeah. Fantastic player. RBI's a little low. A little low there. 69. Um, yeah. But again, it's the Guardians. Yeah. Still, he's got to do it again. You know, we say it, say it before. Say it again. Yes. Got to do it again. Show me again. Um, I love him at two. You know, you're not going to take away Altuve and his, uh, you know, obviously still 300 hitter, uh, 28 bombs. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. He only had 57 RBIs. What the heck's going on here? Yeah, like leadoff spot, uh, I was thinking for Altuve. They're all solo shots. 28 home runs. Yeah, what is this, Bryce Harper's 2021 season? <laughs> no one else could get on base from. <laughs> all righty. Um, but, I mean, look at the difference in, in DRS here. <laughs> 16 to minus 15 for Altuve? Yeah. That's terrible. He should be excommunicated from the list just because of that. <laughs> I think if Reese Hoskins played oh, second, yeah. I think if Reese Hoskins played second base, he'd have a better DRS than that. Hey, I mean it, but Altuve gets it with somehow, and this is where like someone's got to explain the the difference. 2 2 OAA and a negative 15 DRS the heck so i guess he's he's not good when he's placed in the right spot and makes routine errors i guess or very close errors but he's good on rangy plays interesting so he makes like above average plays interesting interesting i mean obviously the offense has been there you know for a while 921 ops is ridiculous uh for that second base position that you know kind of just lacks you know in Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so I think he definitely stands out. I would definitely put him at one. Andres Jimenez, you know, two there. Definitely has to do it again for you to say yeah, he's the number one. Um, that's like putting Adley Rushman at the number one catcher. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, there's the list. You know, both at 13 and a half, and you, give, you just give it to Altuve, you know, the veteran and the it factor. So um, do you want to run through it again? Yeah, so number 10 from the St. Louis Cardinals, Brendan Donovan at number 9 from the L.A. Angels, Brandon Drury at number 8 from the San Diego Padres, Hassan Kim at number 7 from the Atlanta Braves, Ozzie Albies at number 6 from the Chicago Cubs, Nico Horner at number 5 from the Miami Marlins, Luis Arise at number 4 from the Texas Rangers, Marcus Semien at number 3 from the New York Mets, Jeff McNeil at number 2 from the Cleveland Guardians, Andre Semenez at number 1. From the Houston Astros, Jose Altuve, and also would like to mention to put it into perspective with Altuve, his 9.21 OPS. We've done second uh, second base, first base catchers now, second highest OPS of the 30 players on the list. So 57 RBIs, but also second highest OPS out of 30 guys, including Freddie Freeman, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, those that's pretty impressive. So uh, yeah, and and in terms of the just missed. Uh, Glaber Torres was a just missed. Colton Wong was a just missed. Jorge Polanco was a just missed. And uh, Gavin Lux 
Apparently, he is still projected to play shortstop primarily for the Dodgers, even though they traded for Miguel Rojas, who I, I think is a better defensive option uh, at short. But yeah, so Luck's not on this list either. But Glaber Torres, Colton Wong, Polanco, what do you think about those guys missing? And Glaber has been terrible for a while. I don't care too much about Polanco. I think the only guy I would give consideration to is Wong, and just you know hasn't done hasn't done enough for me. You know, it's he's a guy that you know has been bouncing around team to team, and he has he has not done enough for me. You know, I like him, and I think he should be better, but you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say. I already said before. I think Marte would be the only guy not in there for me, and obviously you already dissed him, so. Um, I don't know where you could put Marte. Obviously, in the outfield, um, but I, I pedal Marte. That's who I would put in there. All right, I respect that. No, it's uh, this was uh, again not one of the most poppy positions, but uh, honestly, top five of Altuve, Jimenez, McNeil, Semi, and Arise. It's still good. five good players. I mean, would you say Altuve? The, those five is better. Then Real Muto, Smith, Rushman, Stevenson, Kirk. Or and if we're going in reality, Wilson Contreras, Sean Murphy. If you're going in reality though, I'd put Albies in there, no? True. Yeah. I mean that list with the top three, Real Muto, Smith, Rushman, I mean and then if you put Contreras and Murphy, yeah. I mean that list is great. Especially at like a way harder position. Um Stevenson and Kirk definitely kills that list. Uh, next next yeah. one coming up, though. Third baseman, right? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this it. Is a, this uh, is a good list. This is a list that, you know, a lot of a lot of great players at. Um, and, you know, obviously third baseman is a key position for any team. You know, if you usually have a great third baseman, you should be good. Um, and you're seeing a lot of the, you know, the, the better teams here uh, with good third baseman. So, um a very intriguing list that I'm gonna enjoy. Nothing I don't think I don't think I mind anything in this. And positions are off the way I would order them is off play. I uh, I like what we have here. Okay. Yeah no that's cool. But uh also I would like to mention about second base uh what mine was and I also post my personal ones on Twitter uh if you if you guys want to check them out. But uh again of course I differ from what this is on here. Another just miss guy, Brandon Lau. Um, and I say that because he's another guy that much like Ozzy Albies was out the whole year. And honestly, I should have brought him up while talking about Albies and you could argue, I could have put him in over Donovan and maybe should have. Um, but <laughs> don't talk about 2022 played 65 games, you know, injured all year, but in 2021, 39 home runs, 99 RBIs. And a 137 weighted drunk created plus. I had him at number two last year. Uh, negative defender in both categories, but if he comes anything close to 39 and 99, that's pretty damn good on the Rays. No, very good. And they need him to do it because the Rays, I feel like, are fading now. A little bit. I mean, the pitching's still good. They, they always, they're always there. Always going to be scrappy. No, you're right. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be scrappy. Um, but, you know, I feel like they definitely need that that turnaround season because, you know, playoff team last year, yes, but, you know, not scaring anyone. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, yep, that'll do it for uh, this episode of Strictly Baseball. No other moves going on as of now in, in the offseason. Uh, WBC rosters coming out on February 9th, which if we take a look at it, what we might do, and it depends on Rory's schedule and everything like that, is record because we always release these on Fridays. Um, we might record this on Thursday so that we have the WBC and can talk about that with top 10 third base uh, because that's going to be the news of the, if that's old news, but by the time we do shortstops, uh, it's kind of, you know, less popular at that point. Uh, if we can break down USA, Dominicano, Puerto Rico, the whole deal, that'll be fun on, on, on next week's pod, but we'll see about that. No guarantees. And then uh, strictly sports came out last week where we uh, where I correctly predicted and CJ incorrectly predicted the the Super Bowl. Um, I did listen, Rory. I did go with the Eagles. I did it. Good, good. You're a dog. I mean, you've been talking smack on them your entire time here. Uh, it's it's a little ridiculous, and you know, in just convincing fashion. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it coming up. You gotta be. Uh, it's it's gonna be a duel. I honestly, and I don't mind our chances. I just I just don't mind our chances of winning it there. Uh, <sighs> Uh, feels good. Hey, feels good. Either way, being in there, hopefully they can uh, avenge the Phils. Hopefully they can avenge it and, uh, you know, get Philly that championship. You know, I'm not rooting for that at all. I mean, you you text me, I'm not, you know, oh, I'm not speaking to you. I was like, do you really expect me, New York Giants fan, to sit here and say, go Eagles? Oh, I almost said it. I didn't complete the no, sentence. it's Go Birds. It's but- Go Birds. I need a Go Birds from Jacob Brown by the time of the Super Bowl for me to ever return to Strictly Sports. So uh, you may not see me after the third base category here um, if Jacob doesn't say it. So you better hope because I, uh, I know you guys want to hear me on this. So, uh, hey. Either way, I need, yeah, a go, no, I need a Go Birds, hopefully – Whenever you bring out that next strictly uh strictly sports, you uh you put it in there that they're gonna win. I mean, is it okay if I say it in context with FAU? You know, they're ranked in basketball right now. Are they? Yeah. Is FAU gonna make the tournament? I if they everyone's saying they still got to win the conference. Yeah. But they're on a twenty game winning streak. They're twenty one and one. And they're number 19 in the country. First time we've ever been ranked. Jesus Murphy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's because because we're in our last year in the Conference USA, yeah. and it is just not not good. Not up to snuff. Not up to snuff. No. No. I think next year, AAC, it'll be a lot different. But, uh, no, you're not getting that no, you, term out of you me. You say go birds in whatever way you want. Whatever will make your oh, whatever will make okay. your day. If you say go birds though, because I know what you'll mean. I know what you'll mean in your heart. You know, you could say it. Okay. That's fine. Just not now. Um, so next week is closer to it. Just think about it a little bit more, you know, think about the matchups that you're going in there with uh, on Sunday for the Super Bowl. I mean, Eagles win every <laughs> single one and I, they should win in uh, QB this year. Uh, obviously Mahomes, unbelievable QB. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is the MVP. No doubt. Uh, can we talk about how legendary this Eagles team is? Like they're actually you're actually talking about the most rushing touchdowns of all time in NFL history. The most sacks yeah, of all time in NFL history. They were right on there for the regular season. Um 
And now, you know, they've crossed over. Uh, Eagles franchise leader in receiving yards in a single season. A.J. Brown captured that in his first year. In receptions, Devontae Smith takes it over. It's an all-time team. And uh, the funny thing is, everyone picks against them going into the division series. Oh, the Giants, red hot. They're going to lose. They're going to beat the Eagles. Uh, oh, the I never said that. I, ne- I personally never said Look at the media. I have to block people. I block people on the media. Just I don't even know them. I don't even know their takes, but they pop up on my feed. Um, and I was like, I never want to see this again. And, you know, they take – they say, hey, they're going to lose here. And then they go on and say it right after Eagles had the easiest route to the Super Bowl of all time. Uh, you can't pick against them if you're gonna if you're gonna say it's the easiest route. So, uh, yeah, it's come on now, make it make sense. Uh, you know, I, I listen. First of all, Hurts is not the MVP over Mahomes. Mahomes is much better than Jalen Hurts. I think that was proven after Hurts missed a bunch of open throws during the NFC Championship. Hurts went, uh, went fourteen and one with. With a much worse head coach, you know, running that offense. Great, that's great. It's not about wins and losses all the time for MVP. It's about stats too, and Mahomes is just better. What about the fact that the Eagles have the most wins against above five hundred teams? What about that? I I, st- I just still don't think anyone could sit here and say that Hertz is better than Mahomes. Not, not all time. Of course not. You know, obviously you take Mahomes. I wouldn't even say this year. Mahomes is the AFC. Mo, you know, Mahomes is better. I don't know. He's on a hobbled leg beating Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You know, he's better. Jalen Hurts didn't get injured that he didn't play those two, three games. And he's guaranteed. He went 14 and one dude has lost in his last, in his last like 24 games. He's 20, Two and two. <laughs> he's unbelievable. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, listen, for me, he's a top five quarterback, especially with Mr. Tom Brady retiring. I think he's probably a top five quarterback. Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was bottom ten in talent this year, no doubt about it. So he only had his name riding for him. Well, yeah, the, the, yeah. Like I, I put him in the top five because he's his name is Tom Brady, right? But like. In my top five right now, just to show you that I'm not just hating on Hurts, goes Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rogers, Hurts. Rogers, Rogers stinks still as well. I mean, because it's still Aaron. It's the it's the Tom Brady thing for me. It's it's still Aaron Rodgers. The thing is, Aaron Rodgers, where is he projected to go? Like the Jets? Does he make the Jets a playoff team? No. Yes. No, he doesn't. You're breaking out of the AFC East. There's still three teams. No, there's not three teams. There's still two teams better than them. I'd take the Dolphins and I'd take the Bills. Not take the Yes. Not take the Pats. Well, we saw three teams come out of the NFCs. With that defense, they were 7-9 and with no quarterbacks. Zach Wilson and and White were terrible. It's, uh, it's, I I don't know. I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers changes it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um. But yeah, Tom Brady retiring. How about that? So uh, yeah, strictly sports. We'll have one uh, before the Super Bowl for sure. And we, you know, Rory, you got to come on that one. You got to come on. I have to introduce you to CJ because he hates the Eagles just like I do, and he will not give a shit about you. Uh, so he he will just be relentless about with what's, you. What's his team? He's a <laughs> he's a Dolphin fan. Ugh. I think you might like my takes on two of though. 
You like Tua? I like Tua. I, yeah, no, I, we, he gets so much crap about Tua, man. He, it's funny. I predicted Tua. I have a bunch of Patriots fans saying that Mac Jones is uh, better than Tua. And I did the, I did the, uh, I did the rankings. I did my, uh, you know, stats here. Um, Mac Jones, I have ranked as the twenty second best quarterback in the NFL. Twenty second best. He is behind, and in, in no order here. Mahomes, Herbert. Tell me if you would disagree with any of these. Uh, Mahomes, Herbert, Carr, Russell Wilson, Burrow, Watson, Lamar, Josh Allen, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Hertz, Dak, Rogers, Kirk, Goff. Justin Fields, Brady, Stafford, Geno, Garoppolo, Kyler. That's in order? Not in order. I was just, I was oh. going through like divisions. <laughs> oh yeah. Um I only have I have him better than Andy Dalton, obviously, Desmond Ritter, obviously, Mike White, obviously, Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, obviously. Um Panthers QB, whoever it may be, obviously. Davis Mills, obviously, Tannehill, Colts QB, Kenny Pickett. I didn't want to put him over Daniel Jones. I actually think Daniel Jones might be better um, than Tua than Mac. Oh, then oh, yeah, yes, he yeah. is. No, the only the, people were like saying if Mac was in the Dolphins' offense, would he be better than what Tua is? And I'm like, no, I don't think I don't think Mac doesn't have an arm. No, I, I don't think Mac's that good. No, neither do I. And Tua plays with half his brain. He's he's. He should really yeah. like low key. He should retire because he is gonna have some trouble. He's gonna. He's. He is. His head has got to be spinning. It, it's bad, dude. It really yeah. is. Uh, he just cleared protocol too. But like, for me personally, I've got. And this is even a tough call for me. I've got uh, past top five. I got Herbert at six, Lamar at seven, which is even tough because of MVPs and stuff like that. Uh, but injuries for Lamar and they both choke in the playoffs. Clearly. Um, Tua at nine, Trevor at eight. Sorry, and then I have Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford ten and eleven. Because I'm like, and then Watson at twelve. Because it's like, how do you value last year for them? Um, yeah, I don't think Wilson. Like, how can I say a Super Bowl champion is worse than Derek Carr or Dak or Kyler? That just doesn't seem fair at this point. So that that could be a strictly sports quarterback rankings after the season what's uh what's interesting is you know look at the 49ers um they somehow have a qb controversy with three qbs that you know could play in there yet none of them were there when they needed them so i feel like you gotta you gotta look at that no like none of them were actually there when i needed you uh and how how am i gonna do that so a lot a lot a lot to look at there yeah, none of them there. There when you need you. Purdy needs Tommy John. Uh, Lance coming off ACL and Garoppolo is a free agent, so now they only have one of them total. Yeah, he's gone, uh, which is crazy. So uh, yeah, now that'll do it for strictly baseball. We will have next week WBC maybe and top ten third baseman, and then strictly sports before the Super Bowl. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at strictly sports p and on Facebook and Instagram strictly sports productions for this. Uh, For Rory Tedemer, I'm Jacob Brown, and we will see you next week.